1: College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to discuss Week 10 of the college football season. We're going to start with some recap from a really crazy week in the sport. We had a major, well, fairly major upset, I'd say. Of course, Notre Dame was ranked fourth, but let's be honest, when they've had to step up, against the Bama's against all the top tier teams, they've usually fallen short, not this week, 47 to 40 in double overtime. They get the W they storm the field. Uh, You know, it is what it is when it comes to that. Also Georgia went down and that wasn't as tight a game down the stretch 44 to 28. The Gators found some resemblance of, a defense we knew they had offense up the yin yang so that was big and then here's you want to talk about a shocker to an extent I shouldn't say a full shocker because we know Michigan is not Michigan even from a couple of years ago but did we know Indiana is something like for real for real well now we do not only did they beat them they pretty much just handled them, 38 to 21 and it's funny because I like from a P.J. Fleck perspective, that Notre Dame win keeps old boy there for a long, long time. I really, truly believe that, or at least long enough. But this Michigan item here is really starting to, to worry me a little bit that P.J. Fleck doesn't row his boat down the street. The USC-Arizona State game was very close. Last three minutes, that was 128-27 with USC couple of other really tight games to the, the Texas West Virginia game, a variety of them. Iowa state Baylor, Iowa state's having a great season. Um, and then the Liberty who I think this is their first week as a ranked team and 38 to 35 in the ending. That is just nuts uh, when you see that. Um, and there was a variety of other items that we'll get to as well. We'll run some numbers and then we're going to look till next week. Now on paper, There actually isn't a rank versus rank game. And you can kind of see why, like, you know, Alabama and LSU are playing, but we know that doesn't, you know, when they got the schedules figured out in, 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 you know, way ahead advance, they were thinking this is going to be a major game. That's not going to be a major game, but that's not to say that we won't get. Um, some upsets we may get more ups the upsets than you think but we will look at that we'll preview and predict some games we'll also just kind of keep an eye on the spread against the spread stuff from a gambling standpoint and then of course the crafty crappy pick of the week and my co-host better not come with some 15 point game spread that's what i do know no i'm just kidding um but anyway, we're gonna get into it in just a moment. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome! It streams live right here on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Radio. However, you don't have to just go to Blog Talk and download it there or listen to it in the browser. You can find this podcast about college football under the Ropeadope Radio podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Player FM. Tune in really across the board almost we're also part of the grueling truth sports podcast which can be found almost everywhere including spotify while you're at it why don't you head on over to the grueling it's football it's basketball it's baseball it's boxing it's everything in between one more thing before we get to breaking down uh, week 10 if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have you're not quite happy. I got something for you. It's called AT&T TV now. It's live streaming cable. They do have the 7-day free trial. There's no annual contracts. The plans start as low as $55 a month. They got you can they got the cloud DVR right now if you sign up. It's a 30-day free trial of HBO Max. Another layer to the deal. Then we'll get to football. If you sign up for the Max package, that'll include HBO Max plus a free month of Showtime, which is normally $11 a month on this platform. It's called at and TV now. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host to the, uh, to the show here now and get his take on a variety of things. Obviously, like I said, we will be breaking down week 11 and, and all the against the spread hardcore barn burner type games, um, and all that good stuff. But couple of games uh, to just point out, obviously, the Notre Dame Clemson, the Florida Georgia, and, of course, Indiana with the huge, huge upset. But let's focus on one against four at the time. Like I said, Brian Kelly, uh, just give him another extension. Um, crazy game, though, the backup quarterback once again for Clemson because Lawrence is out with COVID. I think he's back next week. But, oh, boy, DJ went 29-44 to 44 and threw for 439. They The biggest surprise on this one, um, obviously the stud running back for Clemson, they couldn't get him going, and he also fumbled. I mean, that that's what a lot of this came down to um, when you look at the numbers, when you run the numbers, three to one on the turnovers, and they were all fumbles. But like I said, to, to only have... Um, 16 carries, 28 yards. That's something. And on the flip side, Book had some rushing yards, which we know he can do. He he aired it out as well. But Williams, 23 of a buck 40, three touchdowns, and six and a half per uh, carry. Um, what do you think about this? You know, Notre Dame has fallen short in the last say 10 years in the big, big, big game and usually got their ass kicked Miami a couple years ago when Miami was undefeated, Alabama in the national championship, excuse me, championship. But it wasn't going to happen this week.
2: Yeah, you know, I really thought, Chris, that it was uh, in the fourth quarter when I believe the game was tied and um, Ian Book on Notre Dame was rushing in for a touchdown and got stripped on the two-yard line. I really thought Notre Dame was going to lose after that. And then Notre Dame also was uh, stopped and had to give the ball back to Clemson. And Clemson made a couple of just really dumb, stupid plays. Um, Clemson easily could have ran the clock out and never gave uh, Notre Dame the ball back. But so we're in a situation where Clemson was up seven near the end of the game. But like both defenses, it got torched. But for this situation... Notre Dame had to try to get the ball back for their offense. And on second down Clemson, obviously one thing you can't do when you're trying to run the clock out, Chris, is make a penalty because the penalty stops the clock. So Clemson, uh, Notre, uh, Shem confusing teams. Clemson takes a dumb holding penalty, which saves Notre Dame time on the clock with about two minutes, literally two minutes to go. And then on third down Clemson's running back runs out of bounds. So, if Clemson had ran, if Clemson had taken three knees in a row, there would have been about, I think, about thirty seconds left for Notre Dame to get the ball to get a touchdown with like no timeouts on the clock or no timeouts left. But it was a But it would
1: have it would have been more than that because their their last drive was a minute twenty six. For what? Uh to score, uh to tie the game on an eight play drive a minute 26 to, to force overtime or well, wait, I was, saying, I'm, I was in a wrong. No, I'm right. I'm right. Yeah.
2: Well, if, okay. Uh, okay. So if they would have called the timeouts. Okay. So yeah, Notre Dame got the ball back about a minute 45 ish, but there it, it should have been down to at least either probably around a minute 10 with no timeouts sure. or right. roughly, but, Just but not instead, 30 or 40 seconds. OK, I, I was I was off by 30 seconds. Right. But but instead, they had a minute 50 to go with two timeouts. So um, Clemson just that, that was those were mental mistakes that a team like Clemson normally doesn't make. The holding penalty, you can't have that situation. OK, again, if you're the lineman, I just don't I mean, if if you if you get beat off your block, your running back gets tackled. So be it. And the running back running out of bounds, that was just a gift. Okay, you're right. They could have called timeout, and but even so, like there was just so many little mental mistakes there that it was just it was mind blowing. But to give credit, as you mentioned, Chris, the uh, Etienne and the Clemson offensive line got destroyed that game. Okay, I'll, both the secondaries looked bad. I mean, the Notre Dame secondary looked hideous. <laughs> Clemson's defense, I'll give them a bit of a break because they had some key starters out, but from a passing perspective. I can't imagine when these teams play again, what Trevor Lawrence is going to do that secondary. He got to be licking his chops, but um, the, the passing secondary was bad on both teams, but yeah, the, the run game, right? It couldn't happen. And Etienne is the name we hear a lot, Chris, about he's one of the best running backs in the country, but from, yeah, for Notre Dame's, a defensive line perspective, they had themselves a hell of a game and Notre Dame's offensive line. You got to look at it. Uh, Kyron Williams, 23 for a buck 40. That's respectable book scampered a little bit, 15 carries, 68 yards. A lot of that, a lot of those probably weren't designed plays, but um, overall the, the lack of the clock management at the end really bit Clemson in the butt. Ian books fumble is lucky he didn't end up killing him. And, in, <laughs> and, in, in, in off and then you go into overtime and the freaking Clemson scores on the first play. It's like, Holy shit. Like Notre Dame, what are you doing? But they, they came back. So Clemson gets the ball to start off OT. They score Well, or uh, I think they scored, and then they had to yep. review the play. We had like eight plays reviewed in overtime. Oh God, that um, was holy Felt shit, like the I NBA can't... the
1: last minute or whatever. I know,
2: but So, way worse. Uh, so, so Clemson scores. Notre Dame answers though, and then obviously when you're playing college football, you flip the script for who gets the ball first in the second overtime. So Notre Dame goes down and scores effectively again, and then again we're talking about offensive line, and we're pinpointing here, Chris, but they made a. I believe they had a a, a tackle for a loss on first down. And then you had a big sack on second. And then you could kind of feel for the first time all night of like, okay, even Notre Dame's secondary, you're you can't screw this up. You're in overtime. It's like third and 21. You just play prevent defense and don't make a dumb mistake. And they barely held on. But from a college football fan perspective, despite Nick picking a fumble and some offensive line mistakes, it was a super fun game to watch. It was your classic, Taking punches back and forth, and even though defensive play wasn't great, it's still fun to watch offensive shootouts. Like I, I you know, I, I, yeah. I thought the defense was bad, but who's ever not going to enjoy a, a game where you you got the number one team on the ropes? Um, it, it was a super fun game to watch, Chris. I do think that the Clemson kid, Laley, I believe that's saying right, played pretty well. I mean, he was twenty nine to forty four for four thirty nine. Clearly the kid had a pretty damn good day.
1: Yeah. That's I like do. when you're saying uh, Lawrence is going to tear him up. It's like, well, I mean, you know, they got tore up pretty good. You know? I, they, they did.
2: I, I do think that Lawrence is probably a better quarterback, you know, oh, but, I'm, yeah. but yeah, but so, I mean, if, and if you're Clemson, clearly they could play again easily in three to four weeks, but overall a fun game to watch. Um, I, I think that there could pr- try to be some potentially different game plans for defenses, I know that football has changed to the point now on where offenses are hard to stop, but I would imagine watching film both of the defense coordinators were disappointed in their team's effort. Again, you give Clemson a bit of a break for yeah. having some starters out. But hey, Clemson finally lost my last point, Clemson finally lost a regular season game. Sure the backup was in, sure they're on the road, but for once Clemson finally lost a conference game. Chris, the the, the streak is over. Um, I didn't listen to dad was press conference because I didn't care to. I'm sure he had some excuse of, of some no unknown reason, to
1: man, but Hey, they, they well, took it's him probably down. Like now. just the fact that you're maybe going to play, you know, pay these players. It's totally, I can't get him to focus now.
2: Um, but Hey, uh, but from a Clemson standpoint, I'll throw it back to you. They're clearly not out of the national title hunt yet. Like they, no, hell, they dropped down to number four, <laughs> but uh, because hey, it was a tight game and they didn't yeah.
1: have the the number one player in the, in the, in the country, you know, that helps.
2: So from a, from a Notre Dame perspective, Chris, is this a game? And this is how you started your uh, intro into this is that, are they back on the map now? Was this a, a convincing win like by Notre Dame or a win? A, Hey, you beat a backup. It was a close game. Like obviously they're confident either way, but is this like, Hey, Notre Dame can now go up against a Bama or, or, you know, a team like Bama or was this, Hey, Notre Dame pulled it off, but, I'm still not sure they could compete for a title again this year. Where, where, where are they at
1: in your spectrum now after that win? Well, this year, I think as long as you're in the hunt, you can win a title this year. Because you literally don't know who in those games are going to be on the field for a fact. That's and true. You're right. The spread is not working uh, or slowing down. And, you know, I mean, like you said, there were some defensive guys out for Clemson. Um, but literally though, I got to give it a to, 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 go 91 yards and a buck 21. I don't care who was on the field. That was a damn good, sure. you know? So yeah, I do. I think the confidence is there. And then book, you know, he's been through the the ringer for a, quite a while and they have lost those big games, but it was just at the highest level. So yeah, I think so. I also think that they can get beat and I wouldn't doubt like that when they go, more than likely they're both gonna win out. So, and I say that loosely because we don't know if they get a spread in their, you know, their team and some key sure. guys. out. Who knows? But I think that they'll both win out, and then like you said, there'll be a rematch. And more than likely, Trevor Lawrence will be there. More than likely, those guys um, that weren't there on defense will be there because that's December nineteenth, so it's still like six weeks away, five weeks away. And then I believe I'll still, I think I'll. I think I'll pick Clemson. Um, and they could both go, you know, I mean, I think right now it kind of looks like Ohio. if Alabama wins out, obviously Ohio state, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, that's what it's kind of looking like to me. Um, but you're right about that 39 straight regular season games gone, 28 wins versus, uh, ACC opponents. Um, 25 wins in conference play straight up in 14 of them were on the road. Um, and they've actually had a nice little run. Um, if you look at, well, I, I know Notre Dame's had be- better than a nice little run as a, as a, you know, as a program, because it's been around so long. It's had a lot of success, obviously, just of late. They haven't done as much, but when you look at it, I'm trying to find the stat. They, uh, they now have, I think it's three separate, Three separate uh, streaks they've shut down. Here it is. The So where the hell is it? I'll find it later. I, I just lost it. Um, but they've, they've shut down Oklahoma, Miami, and Clemson now um, as far as streaks that went that crazy. But we've been on this game for a while, so let's move on. Um, I, I do kind of think, well, real quick, what do you think of just speculation, obviously, at this point? But if if Clemson was able to if they're all Ohio State, Alabama and and Clemson and and Notre Dame, if Clemson beat Notre Dame, do you see that as a uh, as a scenario that would be uh, likely or more likely or less likely to happen? Do you think that I'm not crazy to think that could happen, that that uh, the final four there?
2: I think it'd easily be that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anyone as of now is going to give Ohio State a fight. So are going to Ohio State, Bama, and then, yeah, could be easily, again, be Clemson, Notre
1: Dame. Obviously, Clemson would have to beat Notre Dame. But, um, True. You know, because I just don't know if, if anybody on the West Coast is, we know, you know, we know the Big 12's done. So, you know. USC or Oregon, I suppose you could make an argument for that. But when they're sitting on six wins, it's going to be a little tough to be like, hey, we're six and oh, yeah, well, we're 10 and oh, and we've had it, you know, so it's a little funky. But anyway, part of the reason why this can happen, and it's not Georgia in that spot sneaking up, maybe if they were to beat Alabama in the rematch or something, is because Florida, who now has, I guess you could say a lesser or, uh, uh, you know, the loss, when you look at Notre Dame or Clemson, that's a lesser loss than A&M, who Florida lost to. Um, four and one Florida now, beat up Georgia. Bennett, five of 16, a dumb pick. They had to go to the backup. We knew Bennett was not for real, but we just figured it was just going to be about Alabama. But, you know, that, that's where the bad you know, the bad game was, but they were actually leading that game. So it kind of made us felt like there's no way they're going to be able to stop them and they'll be able to ball control them. But trash came out 474 and four touchdowns. And they just, they, they the funny thing is they got down 14 to zip. It was a touchdown on one play, a three and out. And, and like, what is it? Six play 61 yard uh, drive, 14 to zip. And you're thinking, wow, that's not a great way to start. Boom, touchdown. They respond, three and out, touchdown, and then an interception touchdown is 21 to 14, and Florida just never really looked back and, and ran away with the game. So to me, this is a, you know, this is pretty surprising. Uh, I mean, clearly time of possession, 37 to 22, three turnovers to one Georgia there. Look at this one right here, though. 2 of 13 on third down for Georgia. um, We're 7 of 16 for Florida, but 29 to 12 for first downs, Marshall.
2: I just, I can't take my eyes away from the number of Stetson Bennett was 5 of 16 for 78 yards. Holy God. And again, this is a Florida defense who has not been that great this year. It's been horrible. I know their numbers were okay against Mizzou, but I I, and I wish I'd known that for I made a bet on Missouri team total that game. But I didn't (laughs) know that going to that game that um, Mizzou had three linemen out that game. So, okay, so from from my perspective, I wish I wouldn't have ever bet that because obviously even a a good college football team or a bad team, if you have three linemen out, that changes your perspective. And I thought that the Mizzou coach was a little passive on his calls. But anyways, like, okay, so the Florida defense looked respectable against Mizzou. Um, but up until that, they've been pretty bad. So and Georgia, this is a Georgia team who one half went toe for toe with Bama. Again, Bama's defense isn't great, but like this is a Georgia offense who for the most part this year, Chris, has been respectable. OK, not not great, but definitely Georgia's offense has been good. So where this Florida defense comes from, I'm not sure. Even against A&M, like that Florida game, that was like a, a, a track meet. Like I just I don't know what came over Florida or Georgia, but I, I guess maybe they had a good game plan. Maybe the quarterback really had a letdown game, something. But yeah, to be five of 16 in college, that's just, man, that that that's rough. Now, to flip the script, no one has really slowed down Florida's offense yet this year. I'll give them credit there. When they lost to A&M, that, that was a game where it was like a high 30s to 40s. So, I mean, you know, their offense for the most part has been good. Um obviously people love Kyle Trask. People love Kyle Pitts, so that that keeps going on and on. Um in fairness, Pitts only had two catches that game. But I will give Oh, well, he got knocked out of the game with a
1: concussion though. Oh, oh, okay. Well I mean, here's ex- this I, guy I, got I, a concussion. He might be in the hospital and you're ripping him. Come on now.
2: <laughs> <sighs> okay, I, I I watched a lot of college football. That was one game I did not watch. Okay, fair enough. I'll 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 take the crow for that. Um but yeah, I, I'll give I'll give Florida's defense credit. That was a good win. Okay, obviously this is always a rivalry game. During a non-COVID year, you got the 50-50 crowd split, the world's largest cocktail party, even though they're not allowed to call it that anymore. So this normally is a big, fun rivalry game. Um, but yeah, I'll give Georgia some credit. If all right, sorry, I'll give Florida. I'm switching teams. I'm like being dyslexic with my football teams. This, I need to get my shit together. Um, I'll give Florida credit if you're Georgia. You now got two losses on the year. Your kind of last hope now is to try to win the sec. If you can sneak in the sec title game and upset Bama, um, that's kind of your last hope. Like, you know, we talked about how Auburn season is essentially over from their loss perspective. Georgia season now from a national title perspective is going down. It, you're right, Chris, that really is opening the door for Bama to kind of tile this in together. Um, the 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 road for Bama gets easier. Um, I guess Florida still has a chance there, but that that was just a loss I didn't expect. I'm happy I didn't bet the game because I probably would have taken, um, Georgia with the points. But I guess yeah, if you're Florida, I yeah actually, hell, Georgia's now screwed. They
1: lost the tiebreaker.
2: They're, screwed. Loss they're screwed. They're yeah, they're almost and done. it's
1: Arkansas, Vandy, Kentucky, and Tennessee, and LSU left on Florida's schedule. Oh. So, all right, yet, hell, George, uh, damn. George is done because there's no way. I don't see uh, Florida losing twice in that, and they'd have to. You're right. Well, shit, I, yeah, man, yeah,
2: if if you're Georgia now, hell, you don't even get to play Bama. Uh, You you had your chance against Bama. (laughs) You better better hope the Kyles both get sick or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I will give credit to Dan. Well, I'm going to give credit to Florida football. Dan Mullen's been crazy this year. But credit to the Kyles, uh, nice one by Florida, and again, a, a good performance on defense because we've not seen Georgia's nope. offense look this
1: bad at all. Yeah, that, that's the biggest surprise is that defense. Speaking of surprise, and I know South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame got a huge one, and then Indiana, University of Indiana, got a humongous win, 38-21 to 21. And I say it's humongous. They're playing Michigan, but really it's still such a huge deal period. Like we, a lot of people thought, including us on the show here, we're going to eat some crow that Michigan would just bounce back. There's, they're not going to lose the Indiana Indiana's 13. Maybe they should be there. Maybe they shouldn't. They beat Penn state, you know, it is what it is. And they come back and play better in the next game. Um, they're up twenty four to seven. Never really looked back. Uh, even when they got it to twenty four to fourteen, what did what they go and do? The Hoosiers right back and scored another touchdown. I mean, they got it to ten later in the game, but it never. Fa- and even when they got it to ten, what they do? Oh, nothing. We just got a pick six, or no, a pick, and then it was thirty eight to twenty one. Um, kudos to Indiana. Like I said, I'll eat plenty of crow on this one. And here's the key. Once again, when we talk about Clemson not being able to run the ball, 18 carries, 13 yards, 0.7 is what we're looking at, Marshall. 0.7 per carry. I mean, that is horrendous. I mean, when did Indiana become the fearsome like this run defense? Like they got the the Williams Wall for the Vikings. Uh, Back in the day, not long ago, are obviously the people, you know, the people, uh, the purple people eaters. But Milton threw some picks. He did as good as he could. Penix played phenomenal. 30 of 50, 342, three touchdowns. And they ran the ball. I mean, Michigan's in trouble, dude. And maybe I really mean Harbaugh. (sighs) Yeah, I.
2: You know, every year we talk about how, well, the media talks about how it's hard keep a job this year. It's, it's starting to look really, really dicey. Um, cause this was a Michigan quarterback who was Harbaugh's own, like, you know, the first couple of years there, he was trying to have a running attack with a quarterback and he's not trying to have a passing attack and he got the, the kid from Old Miss and now, now he's finally got his own guy and his own guy has just been letting him down. Um, I won't even really just go much the inside of the game, but as we've said, Chris, before that we picked the last week, this was your typical call-down spot. Two massive wins to start. Uh, they beat Penn State. They beat Rutgers. Okay? But you're 2-0. and You're riding high. You're the big man on campus, and you're playing a team who had blown a 23-point spread loss to their rival. Like, it, it, honestly, Chris, if we bet this game situation again, we hit probably 80% of our bets. You see it so much. You're riding high in college football and you slip up. Like this was the perfect spot for Michigan and they lost and it wasn't even close. Like I, I this is just bad. It, it, again, if I, if I hope this situation happens again so we can bet it, just because again I would say 80% of the time you're gonna you're gonna win your money, and this is that 20% where you lose your money and it wasn't even close. I don't, I don't even know where to start. Um, this is a team where I mean, maybe this is the year. You beat Ohio State, maybe, and that saves him. But I don't think sure. I think if he loses to Ohio State this year, I think he's got to go. You're you're regressing, and you've had a lot of excuses for you. And now, you, as you always say, Chris, there was a couple of two calls that could have flipped the script on his whole time in Michigan to beat Ohio State. But they both went against him. But if you're Michigan, I mean, what where is your optimism now as a fan? Um, yeah, but I think besides Ohio State win um harbaugh could really be looking at being done
1: and they're spending a ton of money on him. and i just think i'm not saying he's losing the locker room per se but the hope the hope like when you come up so close to doing what they did a couple of years back and then now it's like it's so much harder to get over the hump and just one of those years go the other way then these years don't matter as much because hey you got us there you got you did this you know, yes. it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you as much, but, um, kudos to the Hoosiers, kudos to the quarterback, kudos to the program. I mean, I definitely underrated them. And just to follow up off that Notre Dame, uh, since 1936, the poll era, when it's kicked in, um, it was uh, 36 games, obviously Clemson, Oklahoma, they ended, this is, uh, Uh, A 45-game regular season streak in 1957, they ended that one. And then Miami's 36-game winning streak in 1988 is what they ended. Here's a little bit more stats here uh, with the games we just talked about. Georgia uh, had not allowed 400 yards passing in in a game since 2009. They just let it it go back-to-back games. And then Trask became the first SEC player. In the history of four passing touchdowns in five consecutive games. Uh, just a little backup on Indiana. Indiana beat Michigan for the first time since 1987, ending a 24-game losing streak, and beat the Wolverines by double digits for the first time since 1959. This comes from the athletic these stats. That's pretty freaking crazy. But you know how we talked about, you know, Mississippi State's going to take over. Out- Maybe that offense is actually just that Florida, and they're going to start taking over the SEC. I, it
2: could I it could be. Maybe. That, that, it's something possible. And sure, uh, Mississippi State, even though they, they won this past week, their offense is still far from being flashy. But you're right. Credit to Indiana, because even a, a diehard Hoosier football fan, I highly doubt you would predicted you'd be 3-0 with wins over Penn state and Michigan to start off your year. That's that, that's, that's a good story. I, I like those stories in college football, especially the year of 2020, maybe we'll get a Indiana Ohio state big 10 title game, which I doubt
1: few people well, that were can't expecting happen anyway. They're well, shit, outside. you're
2: right. Well, maybe, may, maybe this is your Indiana upsets Ohio state. They always that play them tight. So awesome. God, that would be, I would love that. <laughs> that would, that that'd, that'd actually be beautiful. Um, that would be. Speaking of Michigan, and I I, I got a big smile on my face, Chris, you probably know where I'm going. Um, This upcoming week, Michigan plays Penn State. In case you're wondering, I'm not a huge uh, James Franklin fan, who is the head coach of Penn State. And also, in case you're wondering, uh, Penn State's 0-3. So Penn State actually has a worse record than Michigan. You might ask yourself, hmm, who did Penn State lose to this week? I'll gladly tell you. They lost to Maryland. Not only did they lose to the Turtles, shout out to Juan Dixon from our college football, college basketball glory days. Um Penn State lost to the Maryland Turtles as a about a 27 point favorite. So the knucklehead moron coach blew it against Indiana, (laughs) who's now let Indiana become happy. They got their they got outplayed by Ohio State. It wasn't a massacre, but Ohio State beat them. And then A 27 point favorite. A, a, we saw this. Your Gophers played Maryland. Maryland's defense was not good. Now, I, I'll admit yeah. the, go, the Gophers' defense around, too. That game was a shootout. Yeah. But you were down 35 to 7 to the Maryland Turtles. Credits to the Maryland. Hell, maybe Tua's his brother is going to be a stud.
1: But, hey, he, he might be a system fit or he, something, but something's he, going on over there. He,
2: he he he's a he's a quick little dude. That dude knows how to scramble. He knows how to break out the pocket like he's an NFL guy. He his his pocket presence is not regular college stuff. That dude is quick, so he's fun to watch. But nonetheless, you're a 27 point favorite and he lost. Tough shit, Franklin. Tough shit. I'm happy for Maryland. I'm happy Penn State lost. And yes, Michigan, Chris, despite how bad they are. Imagine if they don't lose to Penn State. That would be the ultimate, ultimate gut.
0: Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the Chief Identity Champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Shot. <laughs> that could happen this week too.
2: Where hey, Michigan, you're having a bad year and now you lose to a Penn State team was over That would Harbaugh might not survive this week.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's not that far off. You know, that I mean, that's a good point. And just to add into this, Penn State, uh the first Owen three since first time Owen three since two thousand one. Speaking of 2001, we'll flash to 2000. Northwestern is 3-0 and in the Big Ten play for the first time since 2000, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, Iowa State got a to W, 38-31. They're having a great season over over Baylor just to clean that up. Um, Iowa State has never reached the Big Ten 12 championship game, um, and it hasn't won a conference – it hasn't won a conference game since – or championship, I should say. Since 1912, um, so that's a long time, just in general. But yeah, five and one, first time uh, since they've been in the conference. And, and speaking of uh, crazy up and down type games, that NC State uh, Miami game, NC State got up on a, a couple of days. Miami ended up. A lot of it had to do with uh, DeAndre, uh, D, DeAndre King, 400 yards passing, five touchdowns, and he rushed. Um, so it's here. It's only four other players have done this since 2000 to at least throw for 400 to have five touchdowns and rush for a hundred yards twice. He's done that once here and once in Houston. Um, and if he keeps doing it, this freaking guy's not going to come back for his last freaking year of eligibility. Um, but Hey, you know, I, I understand it. The height thing is what keeps him maybe a, from being a second round pick or something like that. But, um, Crazy, crazy weekend. You know, Oregon took care of business against Stanford. Looked pretty good. That wild ending the last three minutes. Uh, ASU just let that game slip away. USC got it done 28 to 27. But one of the wildest ending was Liberty in Virginia Tech. Liberty, I think, playing. If it was their first game or their second game as a ranked team, because it hasn't even been in football that long, they've been putting up points. We've mentioned that a little bit, but it's 35-35. Liberty has a long-ass kick. I think it was 50-some yards, 50 yards. And so the play happens. Um, Liberty got Virginia Tech, blocked the kick, scooped it, and scored a touchdown. The game would have been over. Here's the problem. Virginia Tech called a timeout trying to ice the freaking kicker and next thing you know Liberty wins it 38 to 35,
2: dude. Speaking of teams choking as huge favorites, uh Vautech was a 24 point favorite. Yep. So, and we looked at last, that one. So far in our podcast this year, Michigan losses of anywhere between a 21 to 25 point favorite when you were uh, depending on when you bet it at verse party oh. fucking Penn state blew a 27 point favorite game.
1: Oklahoma
2: uh, too. No, no, not, not uh, Oklahoma blew a 24 point game. Um, your Gophers were favored by 17 against freaking the turtles. The no. turt man, if you bet the turtles to win games this year, you're rich here. You got rent paid for <laughs> God bless you. And, and this game you had 24 points. Now again, we both thought that spread was high. Um, I remember talking about on the show, we thought, okay, maybe Vodtech has some of their secondary back. That leads this to why, you know, because Vodtech secondary has been torched quite a bit this year. But they had a lot of COVID uh, people out. And so uh, maybe they're going to maybe got their peers back. Well, Liberty kept scoring anyways. And to give Liberty credit, they're not even an FBS school. They're an FCS. Like, this is a school that's essentially supposed to be like a tier below, like, all these other schools. So you're an, you're, a tier, you're a tier two school, in theory. And you're now ranked in the D1. Like, that's awesome. Q Freeze will be back at a big school uh, in the next couple of years, Chris. Clearly, you're, you're, uh, someone's always going to give you a second chance. But what he's doing in Liberty for the past couple of years now is amazing. And yes, uh, the freeze and the kicker part sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's a 50 50 craps roll in Vegas. You, yeah, you, you know, uh, who knows? Um, but credit to them. Keep winning. You, you murdered Syracuse. You won. You won last week in a game you should have won. And now you pull off a massive upset. What a fun story! And they should actually end up being in a really nice bowl game. Like
1: for a team. And that they would, are he- FBS now. They a couple of years ago they they changed. They are. Oh yeah.
2: uh, Oh okay. Well, that's why I, I do ranked. see
1: a lot of a lot of the sporting apps
2: that need to get their stuff together because I I know like on the scores app and some different gambling apps I still post them as an FCS schools. So nonetheless, they're a a fun underdog story to enjoy. And again, shout out to them. You're, hey, your offense is working. Your defense maybe won't be that special, but if you're putting up points week on, week out against top tier teams who are supposed to be above you, that's a good story to see. So I'm happy for Liberty. Good for them.
1: No doubt. And dude, last week, out of nowhere almost, 10 different games did not happen, whether they're canceled, whether per postponed. I think the highest we got so far was six. It makes sense now that the Big Ten and Pac twelve are back, that there'd be even more. I'm looking around and, and there was one or two Pac twelves in ACC and then a bunch of smaller schools. But ten different there's already two not happening next week. We'll see if that changes because it's only Monday. Um a fun back and forth game with Colorado UCLA, forty eight to forty two. That was uh a pretty fun one, the Washington State-Oregon State. I did watch that a little later. Um, there was another fun game with the uh, – oh, uh, speaking – who knows what the hell is going to happen in the Big Ten because, like I said earlier, Michigan State comes off a nice win, right? And then Iowa, who's looked pretty bad this year, they beat up Michigan State 49-7. to Like, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Um, anything else you want to talk about for this week? Uh, before we get into week eleven, sir. Unfortunately, my boy Lane Kiffin had a bye week, so
2: I don't get ah. to have an old Miss. I I know I can see her shit grin from uh, two thousand miles away in Texas. Um, and Clay Helton almost blew the week one game for USC, so I'm not surprised at all about that. And Mizzou didn't play either, so all all my teams I love, um I don't have much of a recap. And our Raging Cajuns got another dub. We're 6-1 uh, in the on the year, 4-1 in the Sun Belt. So our, our adopted team from about seven years ago, um, our Raging Cajuns, are still contending for a, a, a Sun Belt title again this season, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, Minnesota did get their stuff together defensively. Ibrahim, Mo Ibrahim is just a beast. If you look at his numbers the last two games, do yourself a favor if you're a stat junkie. Um, week 11 throughout the top 25, as I mentioned, there is no rank versus rank. However, you could make the argument that maybe a team should be ranked, but they weren't, you know, in the the games weren't getting played yet. So they weren't ranked or we, we could maybe speak about that. But I, I really it is what it is. Um, that's not to say, though, this year in particular, um, that stuff can't just randomly happen. I think the, the theme is there. Um, just looking at some of these games, though, Marshall, Indiana, seven and a half point favor over Michigan State, who only looked good in one game. That's not the craziest thing. I could see that happening. Here's one, Virginia Tech, um, who always usually plays Miami pretty tough. They're actually a two two and a half point favorite at home against six and one Miami. Maybe it was last week that they think uh, they showed enough weakness. Maybe you know, maybe that will be the case. Uh, Boston College is okay. Maybe Notre Dame's, um, you know, on a high point, uh, but that 13 and a half point, maybe they could actually sneak under that. I come to this game, Maryland and Ohio State. Now it feels like Ohio State's going to beat them, right? But are they going to beat them, Marshall, by 25, the, the twenty five, well, 26 points? It's 25 and a half. I know this is Ohio State. Um, if Tua's... Brother, we're gonna start saying his normal name rather than just calling him. If they show up and put up 30 points in this game, we're gonna to have to start to just not refer to him as to his brother. 25 and a half points. Are we sure? Are we sure Ohio State can win by 25 and a half?
2: I, I, that that's a lot that's a lot of uh generous points. And it's at Maryland. I mean I know Maryland really doesn't have much of a home field advantage, but you're not at Ohio State. And Ohio State did just beat Rutgers forty nine to twenty-seven. So you beat Rutgers by twenty-two. You're uh eh, you know, I mean the pretty much for the last couple of seasons, Ohio State has just like ran through Rutgers and Maryland. And I mean Rutgers It's not like they had a chance to win, but they played respectably. So, yeah, I could see Maryland hanging in there with that spread. Maybe put him in, like, a teaser and get him to, like, win by, like, you know, cover, like, 30 points. Like, I don't think that'd be outlandish for us to assume that, you know, that Tua's younger brother, he's going to make some plays happen. He's got the legs. He's got the talent. Maryland's got to be playing with all the confidence in the world after all the upsets they've had. Again, I would not expect a loss. If Ohio State loses to Maryland, dude, this year, I don't I guess you could call it like there 2020. might I know it's become <laughs> There might a be a tw- damn asterisk <laughs> this year. No, it, it's become a trendy anything now to say, oh, only in 2020. If frickin' Ohio State loses to Maryland, I, hell, I, it really is 2020. I don't know. But, yes, I, I would enjoy looking at that spread. I think that's maybe being a little.
0: Uh, little-
1: so you're still on, but I can't hear you. You're still on the the, the line. That. Oh there we go. There we go. I, I lost you there for a second. I lost you about five oh, seconds. Okay. But you're you're back on. Um another couple things here. Um we will get to the crafty crap of the crappy pick of the week. SMU seven and one going against Tulsa, who is pretty good. They're three and one. Their favorite two and a half points there. That's kind of interesting. And then Purdue is 2-0, Northwestern, we talked about how they're having a good season. They're only favored by three on the road, Um, once again, in Indiana, right? But here it is, Wisconsin, who looked phenomenal in their first game, albeit against, you know, a a crappy team in Illinois. But they're only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Michigan. And Michigan, I don't believe in Michigan. Michigan and uh, Illinois and Michigan are the reason why – the Big Ten got delayed. Their doctors in their hospitals said, "No, nah, it's not happening." And so I don't—I say that to think that I doubt that there's going to—is is Michigan twenty percent? I don't believe it is. I could be wrong though, but I don't believe it is as far as their crowd. So Wisconsin's only going to win by three and a half. But here's the kicker: I don't. Okay, when was that? So one, two, three. Four. Is their, is their starting quarterback back, though? So they played 10-23 in that first week, and the games got suspended. So actually, or got postponed, oh no, actually just canceled. Last two, one, two, so three not I don't, I don't think he's allowed back yet. I yeah, because you got to gotta be getting three getting weeks. Three games. Yeah, you got to be three weeks. But wouldn't this? Oh, yeah. Three weeks in a row because that was 20. Well, you know what? Is it three games or is it days? Because I think it is three games because they did play on a Friday, too. So wouldn't True. that be crazy if he, they said, well, it's three weeks, three weeks. It's been three weeks. We're going to have to play them, and, and, and so that's why it just clicked right there. That's why it's such a, a close game, because they're on their uh, third uh, string quarterback.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, Michigan or uh, Wisconsin, like, dude, that, that kid came out and was like 24 of 25. Like people thought, Oh my God, Wisconsin has a quarterback this year. And then of course we, uh, you and I have both been to Madison. It's a fun college city to put it nicely. Um, He went out and got a little too intoxicated on state street, of course, got COVID and you go from being the, the hot shot stud on town to, Oh, you're now on COVID protocol. Um, Yeah. Again, uh, you're a college kid that had a, an elite game. Can you blame the kid for going to party? Probably not. But was it the smartest football decision? Probably not either. Because Wisconsin, they're right now they a team hanging in there for this year. Hey, we could this could be our chance for a title year. I mean, I, I know they still would have to deal with Ohio State, but you're off to a good start here. You know, Wisconsin always has good defense. I mean, I, you know, they, not an easy schedule, but it would be it'd be a bummer to lose this game because your quarterback can't play, and then you come back and kind of went out. So who knows? But yeah, I, I would do a little research uh, of who can play for Wisconsin if we're going to bet that game. Look at the quarterback situation. Obviously, the quarterback currently they have set up to go is going to be a, a step down. But um, hell, we, we don't. Th- there there could be more games canceled now. I know like last week the Pac-12 was supposed to have a full slate, and I yep. know on on Thursday evening and Friday morning the Pac-12 canceled some games.
1: Yeah, so, two games. Right now there's two canceled right or not going to happen this week, just on the schedule and it's Monday. And that was, I think there was only one or two at this time to, to further your point, And we ended up with 10.
2: And that's the tough part about betting. Now we talked about this, I think I like the second podcast of the year of that. If you're going to bet college football, you really got to wait till. And I know some people say, Oh, you got You got to bet the line value, like make a bet sure. Monday before people jump on it, which normally applies. But what if the quarterback for a team you bet on and you get your value. What if he's out? Or what if like Vod when they lost all their secondary? Like, what if your team gets the bug? Like, hell, there's talk that they're not even gonna have um Bama LSU can be postponed this week or canceled because of LSU's COVID. Like, you really don't know. And betting college football this year is really dicey until kickoff, just because anything can happen, and on top of it, in the NFL, they kind of make that kind of known in college football a lot of these coaches don't say shit. Like they don't want you to know anything. So you could be yeah. betting a team who has COVID issues and your coach, that coach isn't going to say whether it's uh, the old lineman or the defensive backs or a quarterback. So, um, be patient again, Wisconsin easily win, but I would be hesitant to bet it until we're getting closer to Friday night and we're feeling more confidence to how they're going. I did see a report, Chris saying that, um, as of today, the Badgers only had five positive tests. So we had five positive. That means looking forward, things are going OK. But if every player who had COVID has to sit out, you're getting a much less talented Badger team. So, yeah, I don't know, brother. Um, I will say, as we're speaking of lines and going through games, because there's not that elite matchup we're used to having. There's not as many. Um Kentucky's minus 17 against Vandy, and I know that's a lot of points, but this is a Vandy team who – what have they shown this year to make you even want to bet them? And and you're playing against a Kentucky team who has probably the best defense in the SEC or one of the top two. So we're talking betting. I know 17 points is a lot, but Kentucky's going to get theirs against Vandy, and I don't see Vandy's team doing – much anything at all against Kentucky's defense. So I uh, may put that in a teaser, like bet, find a team, find another team you like and bet Kentucky down to like minus 10 or minus 11. That'll be my lock for the week. Put, put Kentucky in a teaser or just bet them straight up minus 17. Cause when you have the, one of the best defenses in the whole conference versus the team who has the worst defense in the whole conference, I really like to cover the spread this week, my friend.
1: All right, let's make some predictions, and then we'll get to the crafty, crappy pick of the week because we are hitting the 50-minute mark. Miami, Virginia Tech, who do you like in that one?
2: Hell, I, Virginia looked. Virginia Tech was embarrassing in North Carolina. They lost to Liberty, which is not an embarrassing loss, but still a loss. I, I could not bet Virginia Tech. i got to go with your canes just because offensively, um, I think they're going to score on Vautech. Vautech's defense has had issues all year, so I'll take your Hurricanes.
1: I'm with the Canes too. Do you think Indiana will not have a, you know, sleep, sleeping, you know, demon when Michigan State jump up on them? Do you think they'll have, will they be hung over or not? Or will they get the job done against Michigan State? Well,
2: Sparty got, murder. oh, God, they got torched too. No, I, I got, I'll, I'll keep rolling the dice with Indiana. I will. I, Michigan state got embarrassed in Iowa. So yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the Hoosiers.
1: And then Wisconsin, Michigan, it's such a tough one to call. Cause we, that we haven't seen the quarterback, but we sure have seen plenty of the Wolverines. What, what do you think here? I mean, I all of a sudden like this spread. Cause you're like, yeah, it kind of is a pick em game with on your third string quarterback. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, Oh,
2: and I apologize because earlier in the show, I did say that Michigan was going to play Penn State. That was a slip up on my part. That game, I, I'd, mis- I'd misread my schedules. I thought they were playing each other, which would have been epic. But that game is in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I would, I would be, I would check who you're going to bet bef- and see the quarterback situation. If Hertz can come back and play, Wisconsin's a valuable option. If you have a third-string quarterback against a Michigan team that's probably trying to do all they possibly can for a win, uh, I, I wouldn't bet the game. I will pick – oh,
1: God. Yeah, I wouldn't I'll, touch I'll, this thing. Jeez,
2: I wouldn't touch the damn game. If I had to pick, I would take Michigan just because I'm not sure of the injuries and the COVID rules that apply. Because yeah. unlike the SEC, the Big Ten is super strict. I believe the Big Ten said if a player gets a positive COVID test, you yeah, must miss three just- games.
1: And it shuts down the roommates, too, because they come in, uh, you know, they come in contact. So, I just,
2: I, I think I think you could be, I think you could have a Wisconsin game this week, but you're facing a really, you could be having a Wisconsin team that's like 70% of their skills and talent. So, yeah, that,
1: that, that's, that's tough and dicey. Much, you know? No, yeah, that, then that, you're that's not a really sharp. hard spot. Now, they run the shit out of the ball. But, yeah, for some reason, I'm going to pick Michigan. Okay. I just fair like
2: the- yeah. That's uh, yeah. I, do do your research. Wait, wait till you can find yeah. out Saturday morning, hey uh Michigan starting so and so and or 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 see who Wisconsin starting as well just to have a little bit of a better angle on. If not, that's you're really you're 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 flipping yeah. a quarter to win that bet, unfortunately.
1: No doubt. All right, let's get to the crafty crappy pick of the week and shut this this one down here, sir.
2: All right. Well, um, last week, speaking of Vandy, um, Vandy did lose, unfortunately. uh, God, Mississippi State's so bad. Hell, they only scored 24 points on Vandy. And uh, Mississippi State won 24-17. Didn't quite cover the spread. Unfortunately, all the the former mobsters and proud alumni of Mississippi State um, didn't quite come through. Uh, but we did pick the technical winner, so I guess that was kind of a, a, a good and a bad. He set me but, up. He set me up to
1: fail. Is what happened. But we'll, so we'll move on. So now, okay. we're,
2: we're we're going back to now. This is this is some big news here. We're going back to another major conference.
1: But, oh, here we. Fu- it better not be a fourteen point spreader. I'm not picking it. How
2: about that? that? That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't do that to you two weeks in a row. But <laughs> this, these are two shit teams. Now, we, norm- this is where we normally find, like, the Sun Belt or, like, the conferences no one's ever heard of. We normally have, like, the Middle Tennessee or Rice or, like, you know, hell, random schools. But these are schools people know. But this is one of the worst games on the map this week, which actually is going to be played in my backyard. Okay, so we have a um well, relative backyard in the state of Texas. We got the uh, Baylor Bears, who are 1-4 this year, who are... Pretty damn abysmal. Against a Texas Tech team who, if you didn't recall, blew a 14-point lead with three and a half minutes to go against Texas and lost in overtime. So are these big-name schools? Yes. Are these shitty schools this year? 100%. So, Chris, again, this is only a a one-and-a-half point spread. We're going big schools here, but this truly is a crappy game if you look at their win-loss records this year. So we got Baylor at one and four against a Texas Tech team that's two and five. We're going to lubbock texas um this is a and that's all p.m. the way open
1: right it's all the way open there <laughs>
2: Oh god we, we have a million people with corona so i'm sure it'll be a pack same with like <laughs> god knows what to expect in texas for such a mess in this state um it's a 3 p.m central time kick now normally all of our games we pick for the crafty crappy pick of the week are espn plus this game is on fs1 chris so we're getting a little more credibility you can actually watch this game uh but I, I feel bad for FS1 that they were stuck with this game because, again, out of nine games played, these teams have, or uh, out of, excuse me, out of um, seven, out of 12 games played, these teams have won three total. So it's not exactly a, a high-flying affair. But what's your gut say, man? Red Raiders, Baylor Bears, I believe this is the first appearance for both of these teams on the Crafty Crappy Pick of the Week.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And it is definitely crappy. I mean, I did breeze by one that would fit old school, but like, I like doing this. I like doing this once in a while, as long as like you said, it's not a, a setup, you know what I mean? Like you set me up last week, but, um, I mean, Baylor hasn't won since the opener. (laughs) So that's never good. Um, and like you said, Texas tech, they've been in some games. They weren't in that Oklahoma game. Um, yeah, this is, this is definitely it. No doubt about it. I remember
2: Texas tech almost lost a huge, they had the, They beat Houston Baptist
1: by two points (laughs) and they give up 40 points a game. They give up 40 points a game. Baylor can't run the ball only 88 yards in college. That is actually really bad. Uh, The defense passing or passing Texas Tech can pass and run. So they got a better offense, but not really. I mean, it's 30 points to 27. But their defense is just garbage. They're giving up 300 yards in the air and a buck 75 on the ground. However, Baylor's giving up a buck 81 on the ground. So, I mean, this is truly a crappy game, no doubt about it. Um, Hmm. I'm going to go with the team that's lost four games in a row which is always kind of fun when you do these games, because you're like, how confident am I that they're going to win when they haven't won four games in a row? However, it's only been one win. It was a quality win, though, against West Virginia. That's pretty quality, relatively speaking. True. West, you know? They're a good team. So yeah. I'm like, ugh, Texas Tech did beat them. Shit. Uh, but you know what? Your time has come. Is, is it the Golden Bears? It is the gold. No, it's just the bears. It's just system. the bears, yeah. Who the hell is the Golden Bears? Is that California? California? Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. So I'm going with Baylor. I'm going with Baylor on the road. I don't see. Oh, there's the vivid seats starting as low as eighty-one dollars. Man, do they jack these tickets? Uh, even well, that or that means there is actually like it sits sixty thousand. It may seat forty-five thousand for this game. Um, man. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna go Baylor. I'm gonna go with Baylor. I'm going with the Baylor Bears to Finally get a W their only win. I shouldn't have checked this. I shouldn't have checked this. their only win is against Kansas (laughs) And we know they suck Uh, They are horrible Um, so (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Baylor uh, to get this W sir
2: and as i have like to wrap it up this year, we do a battle of alumni. All right, so we're starting oh. off with Texas Tech alumni. Somehow, in God's name, uh, Rick Husband is the leading alumni person on Texas Tech. I've never heard of him. I never he heard has of a him picture, either. Um, he's an American
1: astronaut and a fighter pilot. I, huh. I, All right, well, yeah. that's legit, I guess. I just never heard of him.
2: And unfortunately, this is why I think you picked this
1: game. This is why I thought you picked this game because you saw some like really nice stars or something.
2: No, this guy actually was involved in a uh, a um, astronaut or uh, in a a space uh, space deal where the um, him and the the rocket all exploded and they all passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I actually do. uh,
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a, 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 a rocket called the Columbia. Dear Lord. That's awful. All right. All um,
1: right. Let's, let's keep the spirit
2: a little yeah. higher.
1: Jesus uh, Christ. We, we
2: have, we have the actor from uh, uh, uh CSI one of the, one of the CSI actors. Um, we also have Cheryl swoops. Okay. A respectable basketball player. Um, Wes Welker. Okay. A good, good football player. Yep. John Denver. Um, oh John yeah. Hink, John Hinckley Jr. Not exactly back to positive. John Denver um,
1: should have been up there first.
2: Sorry. I agree. I agree. Um, Brad Leland, who was the buddy Garrity from Friday Night Lights. Um, and then we get a bunch of people I'm not aware Man, of. Let's do so one soft. more. We got, oh, good old Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Michael Crabtree. Obviously, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is from, you know, you can go an NFL route. And uh, that's about it for. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, and, uh an FSN reporter, Emily Jones, who does a good job. All right, so well, I mean, Emily, if we
1: went the NFL route, they are they're pretty healthy.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, yeah, and you had you had Mahomes and Baker. Yeah, NFL route, it's pretty good. Um, I
1: see for, you. I misheard you. I thought you were naming Baylor's. <laughs> oh no! I didn't know you were stashing Mahomes. I told. I that's why I would have said something. Okay. I was like, what do you mean you're just throwing Mahomes late? He's number one. Well,
2: he was on the third click of pages for the Texas Tech alumni. Wow. We really got to start talking to these Google people because I think when you Google a
1: school's alumni, you really got to put the top people up. Yeah. I mean, do you want them to come to your school or not? Your budgets are fucked up right now. You better get more people in your school.
2: Mahomes is on your third role page of alumni. That's disrespectful. I just, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Uh, hell, even, even, wasn't even Baker or, yeah, Texas Tech, they got, they got to improve their shit for Google. All right. Yeah. Um, for Baylor alumni, the first name mentioned is Angela Kinsey. Um, she was one, she was uh, Janet from The Office. Okay, so she was a popular actress. Like, yeah, that was a good show, but I don't know if she's number one. Um, comedian Jeff Dunham, number two, RG3, number three. Um, a lady named Joanna Gaines, who is a, uh, on the Fixer Upper, uh, HGTV show. Uh, yeah. Good old Rand Paul. Um, he's people either like him or hate him. I'll leave politics out of this episode. Uh, Trey Wingo from ESPN, uh, Quincy AC, who is a basketball player. Baylor's had a couple of basketball players here and there, obviously. Brittany Griner, um, yeah. a very, very, very talented WNBA player. Who could
1: kick your ass uh, Willie too. Nelson. And then there's Willie should drafts. be number one. Willie yeah. should be number one. Wow. He is, we gotta, uh, we gotta figure this Google shit out, dude.
2: He's on the he's on the third roll too. So we got Man.
1: we got a battle of Willie Nelson.
2: Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson and the are, are both on the third row. That is such a slap in the face, the two great men.
1: I'm <laughs> just being honest, Chris. That's so, crazy. Like, you'd think that – don't you want admission? Like, dude, that – man, wow.
2: So in the battle of Willie Nelson against Mahomes, who do you side with, my friend?
1: I mean, Willie's been doing it for longer, I'll say that. And he's still alive. So I guess I'd do Willie, but Mahomes is – this freaking guy in about a season is going to have all the records, it feels like. He, he
2: quietly has 28 touchdowns and one interception this year, and it's not like people even know about it. <laughs> that is no. crazy. I, I, so I, I guess we'll go. Um, you, you we'll, we'll go with Baylor for the win. Texas Tech credit for alumni and help put Mahomes as the first person on your sheet. I mean, you have people who are probably Google Oh, who went to college here? Like, I want to check it out. As an interested right. high school kid, and you're like, Mahomes is on third page, man. They must be a loaded school. No, not really. Google's is just slacking for some reason. I'm not sure why, but on that note, um, the, what as, as Chris has said many times, we've done this podcast for over seven years now, when there's a lot of games that don't have the, the sexy matchup with rankings, we normally have a really fun show the next week that there's some upsets going to happen. Something crazy is going to occur. Hell, it seems like every week we have a 24 point favorite losing games this year. So, You're going to be in for a good week of college football despite the lack of matchups. We will talk about Alabama, LSU, but that's a 28-point spread. So until then, stay safe. Huh? What did you say, brother?
1: Oh, I was saying that's nuts that we didn't even really talk about that game, dude. That usually is the game. This will be like the first and last time that happens.
2: But it's a 28-point spread, and LSU is in fear of not playing the game because they've had COVID all year. So, um,
1: yeah. And they've been consistently shitty. (laughs) True.
2: So, until then, wear a mask, uh, stay safe. The numbers are skyrocketing. So, we all want, hopefully, this football season to finish and people to stay safe and avoid hospitals and all that good stuff. So, wear a mask, stay safe, enjoy the uh, upcoming holidays with your families. The boys are out tonight. Peace.
0: check out schwans.com backslash yum for details you know what this is
1: a commercial right and you know what that means (sighs) time for a snack wrong i want you to do some heart healthy exercise yes you try some seated leg extensions right now just lift each leg up and extend it straight one at a time six to eight times i can do that yes you can Remember, every commercial is a chance to sneak in heart-healthy activity. Visit findexerciseanywhere.com and speak with your doctor to learn more about the risks of heart failure.